It's like in the great stories, Mr. Frugal. The ones that really mattered. Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where price culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome back to your Nerd of Godcast, that place where Christ culture and nerd culture high-five one another while rocketing past each other on a roller coaster ride on the last moments of their summer break, the sun setting on their casual freedom before they go back to school, back to school to prove to dad that they're no fool. My name is Tony T, and we're going to be talking about all the things that make us geek out and give glory to God, but I am not going to be doing it by myself. He is often imitated, never successfully duplicated. It's the big man, Quentin Gregory Neff. You know, when you had introduced the show as Christ Culture Nerd Culture saying goodbye to the summer, Mm -hmm. all I think was... Well, oh, well, oh, well, oh, huh. tell me more, tell me more. Like, does he have a car? <laughs> <laughs> he does, and he's he's dreamy. Um, he's got a plane, too, now, I think. So, well, yeah. man. Flies in and out of Ocala. That's right. That's yeah. right. John Travolta. Rest in peace to uh, to uh, Sandy. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Olivia Newton-John yeah. has, has gone to the, hopefully not to the land down under, from the land down under. <laughs> gone to Xanadu. Hopefully gone to Xanadu. Yes. He is one of the best guys you're ever going to want to know in the entire world. He's got a lot of heart. Our own personal tin man. Would you please welcome Jamaican Ali. Hey there. Reports of your death are apparently premature, sir. That, that is definitely true. Yes. You're you're alive and you're back, man. Yes, I am very very happy to be back. We are absolutely delighted to have you not only uh, here, uh, you know, as a part of what we're doing, but actually here at the table tonight, man. Like we have we have definitely missed you. Uh, we just completely decided it's not even worth recording if you're not going to be here. So we we took like a whole month off. But uh, man, it is great to have you back. How are you feeling? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, God is good. And uh, he took care of me and uh, I'm pretty good. Which one are you? More pretty or more good? Depends on who you ask. Uh, so we are we're we're glad uh, tonight is going to be an unusual night because it's just the fellas tonight. Yeah, uh, we we have we have uh, we have discovered that recording on a on a Labor Day weekend was probably not the best idea when it came to everybody's particular individual schedules. So we are short a Julia, short a Charlotte, short an Alexandria, short a Jackie, short a Lismati, and short a Stephen. That's that's a big dent. In our roster, you guys, we are yeah. we are rolling ten deep uh, in, in this season, and uh, we are we are down to three yes. uh, around the table here. But one man, one legend, would never let us down. Pushing all of the buttons that keep this bucket of bolts flying. Would you please welcome our own resident smart guy, Nick, the hardest working man in show business, the engineer. Hello, Nick Sadler. What's up, man? I'm very tired. You have been working <laughs> double duty for the past like month, making yes. uh, doing all these technical things. I I am sitting here in front of a how how big is that monstrosity, my friend? Uh, diagonally, it's thirty feet. Uh, thirty feet. So it's thirty feet. 
Yeah. And it is a huge LED screen that Nick assembled and put together. I'm sure there was other people on your team, but they're not here, so we're not giving them any credit. <laughs> Nick, Nick absolutely put this giant screen together behind us. It's it is magnificent right now. Uh, he's been working so hard to get all the uh, the systems, the infrastructure, the software, everything put together for that, and it's it's been basically every night for for several weeks. Um, uh, congratulations, Nick. The the Thank kingdom you. of the Lord thanks you. It looks great. Uh, it's definitely audacious. It's yes. it's if yes. if there is like a point where it's like just a little over the top, We're you pretty, blew right past that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, they approved it, so you know they approved. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it great spending other people's money? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. <laughs> we did come in. I I hate. I, I don't want to tattletale, but we did come in, and Nick was playing Super Mario Brothers on the thirty foot screen, <laughs> and hey. it looked spectacular. Oh, so awesome. Hey, I, I spent you know a month working on this stuff i can at least play super mario you earned you earned yourself a super mario (laughs) play super mario brothers 2 though and we take the whole thing back we're (laughs) sending it back uh we are so glad that you are hanging out with us tonight we'd love for you to join the conversation if you had a 30 foot screen what would you play what would you watch first let us know by connecting with us across all the social medias you can find us on facebook twitter instagram youtube and tiktok at nerd of godcast chat with us exchange whimsical animated gifts with us you can also go to our online small group, a place where you can uh, chat, share your prayer requests, tell us a little about your lives, and uh, just enjoy life together. That's the Nerd of God Squad on Facebook, or just leapfrog straight there by typing in N-O-G-S-Q-U-A-D into your web browser. The Nerd of God Squad on Facebook. Share some memes and live your dreams. What's up? You know, I, uh, I once played Super Mario Brothers 3 on a screen like that. That's so bad. Oh, it was no. Sorry, it's just a dream. You're you're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> Wait, no, Fred. No, what? What? The wizard? Are you making a wizard reference? No, I'm making a Super Mario Brothers three reference. Oh no, Super Mario Brothers two was the dream. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah, at the end of Super Mario Brothers two, the like the post beating boss wart animation was that the whole thing was a dream. Well, what which about was that one time when I had a baby in a bubble. <laughs> that that sounds like you should talk to your health teacher about oh, it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that was uh, that's that's called Death Stranding with with oh, Norman right. Reedus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a different yeah. that's a different thing. That's a whole different thing. Norman's Island. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no. So I was I was making a reference to the wizard at the end of the movie The Wizard with with Fred Savage. Uh, they go to oh. the Nintendo Championships where they play Super Mario Brothers three or He's, Super Super Mario Brothers three. You said wizard and Fred, and I merely thought. Fred Weasley. Fred we- well that's what uh, yeah so the whole yeah. thing's connected. Whoa. It's it's the whole connection of the Wonder Years and Harry Potter. Is this all a dream? It's all dream we're right all now? in. All, all of it. <laughs> it's all been a very very bad dream. Uh, uh speaking of dreams, uh I am excited to uh take a moment to find out about what you've been dreaming about and the best way that we can do that is by answering some questions that were submitted by our Patreon fam. Yeah. That's right kids, it's time for the two question interview. It's the two-question interview. Bum, bum. Usually I try to play the two-question interview version that reflects, like, who's not here. But since Steven and Julia aren't here, um, I, I guess... It's the two-question interview. Bum, bum. See, which one's the cover? <laughs> you you Julia, tell us. Julia's is the cover, but it's kind of like a cover in the way that Jimi Hendrix is all along the Watchtower is a cover of uh, uh, of uh, Bob Bob Bob, De- Bob Denver Bob Denver. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bob Dylan? Bob Dylan's all along the watchtower. There must be somebody out of here. That's right. I think that's exactly right. <laughs> it's a cover, but it, it, it's like it's like Star Trek, the next generation. Although in many ways superior, will never be as recognized as the original. <laughs> oh, we're off the rails tonight. Two question interviews. And tonight, our questions, again, sponsored by our Patreon family, uh, come to you. Uh, the first one from L7. This is a simple yeah. one or the other. Our friend L7, Micah Sims, from sunny California. Wants to know what you prefer. Would you prefer chili cheese fries or nachos? I'm going to start with Nick. Hmm. Chili cheese a, fries or nachos, my man? If it's a really good plate of nachos. Let's just nachos. assume that both of these are really good plates of whatever they are. All right, the nachos. Now, what uh, what makes a really good plate of nachos for you? Um, it has to have sour cream on it. Really? Yeah. That's a... I'm a huge fan of sour cream. Uh, clearly. I mean, if that's your deal breaker there. Wh- wh- okay, so what about chili cheese fries with sour cream on them? Uh, All right. I think we might have yeah, broken him. Yeah. I, uh, I don't want fries in my chili. <laughs> sour cream dreams for Nick. <laughs> sour cream dreams. Uh, <laughs> Neff, what is what, what do you prefer, man? Chili cheese fries or nachos. See, you say or. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I knew, I knew this is where you were going with I this. I think of something beautiful. A okay. new creation I found out about a few years ago. Tell us, take us on a journey. It's called tachos. Say that again for the people in the back. Tachos. Okay, all right. Tater tot nachos, baby. <laughs> so. you, you put a bed of tater tots, you slather them up nachos. Now put a little pork belly in there. Get out of here. Live your best life. Mm. 10 out of 10 IGN would recommend would do again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tachos for the win. Now, now I, I would have to answer that question. Honestly, I think nachos are superior, especially when they're made right. My difficulty is this. I have a lot of like when it comes to nachos, though, like because I don't want sour cream all over my nachos with, with apologies to Nick. I don't necessarily want the jalapenos all up in my business. Um, I, I think I would rather have kind of like a more simple nachos, like look, little cheese, little guacamole, uh, maybe some some like pulled chicken or something like that on there, and just, but just simple. The, the, let the cheese be the star here. Pop them in the microwave for ten seconds. And I want mel- no, no, never microwave. <laughs> And then I want, but I want the cheese to be the star, and I don't want pump cheese on my nachos. Oh yeah. However, I do want pump cheese on my chili cheese fries. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. does that mean that chili cheese fries has a lower bar? I think it does. Mm. I would be more excited just to take chili cheese fries as they are, but I think nachos have to get the the advantage from me. Well, and they're so diverse in what you can do with them with with, not, with nachos, chili cheese fries. You get chili and cheese. I mean, if you add more to that, you're making a big mess. And you're, <laughs> That's right. Get, get ready to be on the toilet for. <laughs> Extra 24 hours. <laughs> the ingredients are right there in the name. Yeah, true. But with chili, na- cheese, fries. <laughs> there it is. But with nachos, there's there's so many. You put barbecue sauce on them. Get out of here. Some changed my life. Okay, all right. Sweet chili sauce okay. on on some on some nachos. Mm-hmm. I've had I've had dessert nachos before, Ooh. where it was like it was their corn chips, but they were kind of like a cinnamon sugar corn chips, mm-hmm. okay. and then it had like sliced fruit on it, like some strawberries, a little chocolate sauce, and whipped cream on there. Mm-hmm. And now that wasn't bad. A little, yeah. bit, a little dessert nacho action. So I, I'm 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 kind of avoiding Oliver on this one because uh, now as we kind of come back, and Oliver, you got your heart pillow, your your squeezy pill, your you know, in in front of you. Is this a bad question for you? Are you allowed to eat chili cheese fries or nachos anymore? Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> Definitely not. But, I mean, it's still, 
I can still fantasize. I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, so, and my answer would also be nachos. I mean, uh, as stated, I mean, you, you get your corn chips, you get your cheese, you get your different types of meats. You, you can have the, the traditional, uh, you know, ground beef, or you can do like a shredded chicken, mm-hmm. um, the sour cream, Come on, baby. the, uh, uh, what is it? The the onion, the Ooh. the green onion mm-hmm. sprinkled over yeah. the top, the sour cream. Now you got me when you said the guacamole because I am allergic to avocados. Okay, and, yeah, so you, yeah. guacamole on the side, it's yes. cool, it's yes. cool. You got to pay extra for the guac anyway. <laughs> Give it to well, Stephen; yeah. he'll eat it plain. Exactly. So, I mean, if if we're sharing these, then yes, it would be on the side. If it if it's a plate of nachos for me, that wouldn't be even within five feet of my plate. Yeah. If it was a plate of nachos for you, your wife would smack me and say, "Why are you giving him nachos?" Yes, if, right. Right now, yes. It'd be very bad. <laughs> to make you feel any better, the, they both of them are great going down, but they feel awful when they send your stuff. Oh, yes. Oh, are they coming up? What's happening here? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, we, we would love to know what you like of, of those two, chili cheese fries or nachos, or you like Neff and say, ¿Por qué no los dos? Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, our second question comes from Chris Herman, also from California, I think, Chris Herman. Um, if you could make a video game about anything, what would it be? Come on. This is, I mean, literally about anything. So I, I could not really wrap my mind around uh, this question because, I mean, there's so many different things. Yeah. So I decided along the lines of a video game that one of my best friends has that has a, uh, a lawn care a video game. Yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> Thanks for not calling me out. <laughs> I decided a furniture making video game. Oh, upholstery. Oh, so, and, and then you could it could be like a cameo. You could have like like King Hippo from Punch Out come in and sit on it and see if it holds him. <laughs> yes, that, I mean that that could definitely be a part of it. But I mean, just just the thought of of okay, so we're making a couch, and then so you're making the frame, and then you put the the springs in, and then you have your choices of different types of foam. I mean, we have memory foam now, and we have feathers or whatever. And, you know, just make and then see how well it sells when you put it into your furniture store. And then, you know, okay, let's make some changes. And if this one sells better, then you're doing well in the game. Wow. You know what you call it? it? What's that? The Ottoman Empire. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. Isn't that name already taken though? Yeah, DuckTales. Okay. That's- <laughs> I mean, it's also from a, a real thing. From Oh, know, is it really? Yeah, yeah, in Europe, uh, the Ottoman Empire was, I think, part of like- Oh, well, yeah, yeah. yeah it was part of what set off uh, World War One, I, I believe, was the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Ferdinand. Oh, yeah, so. take me out. That's, that's what they did. They actually took him out. <laughs> and then they sunk the Lusitania, and here we all are in history, everybody. Yes. Uh, that's that's actually kind of a cool idea there. Yeah, I like cool. that. I like that. It seems like very- uh, soothing, and then there's like that business simulator aspect to it. Yeah, Neffy, what's your game gonna be, man? Man, it's, it's a tough one. I so there's a character, and there, I maybe I mean I've already kind of seen this done in games, but there's this character in Naruto whose name is Sai, and he does he has his like big power thing is that he takes this notebook and ink and he draws whatever he wants and he can bring it to life okay and mm-hmm. i know there are games like that there's a game i think called drawn to life which is like that but i think it would be so cool to expand on that idea and like really fill the world up with your creations and just kind of go off of that and like like build empires and stuff like that build worlds out of that kind of like a drawn to life meets 
Mario Maker. Okay. Okay. Yeah, did you ever play Scribble Dots? I did. Scribble Dots was very cool in that regard as well. It's kind of like a uh, what is it? Uh, PlayStation Dreams. Yeah. It's wow. Like that. So PlayStation, the, the the Dreams, which was made by Media Molecule, they did Little Big Planet, and it's a basically a create whatever you can think of engine. You can make music videos, you can make movies, you can make art, you can make sculptures, you can make games. I mean, you can just do anything in it. And they have conventions with people sharing their creations on there. It's staggering. That's really interesting. That's really cool. They beat me to it. Yeah. Or maybe I'm just copying. <laughs> Nick, what do you think, man? You got a, you have a game idea, something that you'd like to see them make a game about? I don't know. I'm a pretty simple person. I'd, I kind of like mechanical stuff, so like gears and I don't know, something something along those lines. So like you have a, a per, like a task or something and you have to, there's a thousand games like this, but you know, specifically you have a bunch of gears and mechanical linkages and stuff like that. Um, to, to you know, they all connect together to, to accomplish a task, basically. That's so, cool. It's like so. ITT tech online course. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why, but I think it would be interesting to have a church simulator game. Ooh. Okay. Like, like, kind of like it's a people management thing. So you're you're managing like people. You're trying to create events. You're doing ministry. You've got to kind of find balance and stuff like that. And then so it's a, it's a simulator. But actually, now that I'm talking about this. This seems really stressful. This is my life. (laughs) But so you have to make sure that you're spending time kind of like refilling yourself spiritually and and studying for different content. Because if you if you don't like add to your resources of different like scriptural material by by kind of mining the uh, the word, then your sermons become repetitive and they don't become useful. So you're watching like the growth of your congregation. You're watching like the motivation of your congregation to go out and reach other people. I don't know. Like, I think that there's some kind of a, a dynamic, a similar simulator dynamic in there somewhere that could be really, really interesting. And doing it and kind of visualizing it and gamifying it might actually be a really helpful tool for people that are in ministry mm. to be reminded of the stats that they need to constantly be refilling. Okay. And, yeah. you know, like, uh, hey, I, I, we'll show up and do this, but you can't just show up and do that. You've also got to make sure you're connecting. you got to make sure that you're caring. you got to make sure that you're meeting people's needs. And, you know, and then every now and again, you can throw in like a funeral mini game or something like that or a, a baptism, <laughs> know. you know, mini game or <laughs> Like that, you know, wedding. <laughs> Dunk like 15 people in that's 12 seconds. Saying, that's what I'm saying. It's like a race, you know. Uh, so I don't know. Just could be kind of fun. But uh, that would, I think that would be a really interesting thing. So EA, figure it out. I'm sure though that will never, ever happen. We'll probably come out with like, you know, uh, EA Sports presents Pickleball 2023. You know, who knows? <laughs> oh, yay. Uh, let us know what games you would love to see being made. And, uh, and we are so thankful for our Patreon family for submitting those questions. You, too, can be a part of our Patreon family by supporting the ministry in the Nerd of God cast for as little as $1 a month. You can get backstage access. You can get early advance on some things, plus free swag from the Nerd of God stash, uh, lots of exclusives, and uh, we are so grateful for all of our Patreon fam. Thanks, guys. Yeah. We thank you. We love you. We will be right back after this word from our new proud sponsor. This is a uh, an app to help you, if you have children, to make sure that they stay safe, stay well, and you know where your kids are. We'll be right back after this. Hello. Couldn't talk. You got baby? Yeah, big baby. Silly, stupid baby. Always running around, getting into trouble. Then you need where's the baby? You need where's 
You know, we talk about the real issues here on the Hundred Godcast <laughs> and people losing their babies to cooking shows and techno clubs is an issue that we feel like has gone unrecognized for far too long. Uh, we're gonna have to release that as a single. Oh, I mean that's yeah. on Spotify. That yeah. is gonna be yeah, Spotify. a huge hit. Or on TikTok. I got I got Oh, the, I want to see the TikTok. The beats from this. YouTube. It said free beat, so I don't know. Oh, we'll have to see if we can license it or something. Neff, <laughs> you are the best thing ever. And with that, we bring you tonight to this evening's best thing ever. ever. Now you guys don't know anything about this because it's been like forever since we've done this, but on our last best thing ever, when we've been breaking down the best rides in all of fandom, the best vehicles to have across the universe of comic books and movies and all these things like that, uh, we had a competition between um, <clears throat> the Night Industries 2000 oh, kit, kit from Knight Rider versus the Mutt Cuts van from Dumb and Dumber. Oh. Now, do, do who do you think won this, Oliver? Mutt Cuts versus Kit. Uh, well, I, I grew up in the 80s, and of course I, I think it has to be uh, the Night Industries 
2000. That's right, Kit. What do you think? Uh, what do you think, Neff? Night uh, Night Industries or 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 the Mutt Cut? It's got to be Kit, Michael. It's got to be Kit. Well, Kit does walk away with it, yes. 92 to eight. Yeah, 92 <laughs> to eight. Uh, so so great job for for at least showing up to the the competition Mutt Cuts, but Kit walks away with it. Uh, wasn't even wasn't even a challenge there. Woo woo. You know, light across the front, and uh, it'll be moving on to the next round. And tonight. We have um, this is going to be an interesting one. This is this one's going to kind of it, it perplexes me a little bit, and I hope that you guys uh, can help me see the light on it because from one perspective, I there's one that I feel like this is definitely my favorite to to see and to regard to treasure in my heart, but the other one seems like it'd be a pretty rad ride. Okay, it is the Ecto One from oh, Ghostbusters. Yes, versus the Gadget Mobile from Inspector Gadget. Oh. Now. The Ecto One is iconic. Yeah, I mean it looks cool. It's it's a it's a sweet ride. And I if mean, you're going off the Ghostbusters Afterlife one, it's got a gunner seat. Got the gunner seat to it, right? <laughs> Sick. But the uh, but the gadget mobile transforms from like a, a sports car into like a little police crime scene minivan. Yes. Um, and the movie version has a little Skittles dispenser, and you can't really put a price tag on that, can you? And I'm so grateful that Steven's not here tonight, because Steven would protest and argue, well, if you can't have the Gadgetmobile, come over here, and, and, and it can't turn from one vehicle or another if the DeLorean can't travel through time. time. Hey, everybody. <laughs> What's Steven? He's the worst. But that's okay, because, you know, we're, we're just moving forward with this. But the Gadgetmobile can do anything it wants to, because that's based on science. So Yeah, they stuffed all that stuff inside one man. It's all inside of him. Go, go Gadget Arms! So uh, so we, we want people to vote for this on our, on our Nerdy God Squad Facebook page. Uh, but... What do you guys think? Do you have any predictions on this? The the Gadgetmobile versus the Ecto One. Will will sort of the functionality win out, or will the sentimentality win out? Nah, man, the Ecto One is too cool. It's too cool. It's too cool. And I'm not talking like that Ecto One A Ghostbusters no, Two crap. No, 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 no. We're talking Ecto One, the one that got that brought back to life, the one from the cartoon, the original, the good stuff. <laughs> oh, that, I mean, come on, that that. Horn alone, the the siren alone is iconic. Iconic. All right, Ollie, what do you think? I think I have to go with the gadget mobile. Oh, uh, see, I, I think I'm leaning with you, and I don't know why. <laughs> On all, if what would I rather drive? Probably the Ecto One, like would be just cooler to have. Yes, but the gadget mobile seems pretty rad. I 100 percent agree. I mean, being seeing it transform in the cartoon all the time and all the different things that it could do. Yeah, I, I I have to go with the gadget mobile. Turning heads, making people on the street go woo hoo, you yeah. know, like. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want you guys to let us know it's going to be up by the time this episode comes out on our Facebook small group, the Nerd of God Squad, and uh, let us know which one you think is going to be the best thing ever. And that's how we do it because democracy is a gift. And it is a blessing. So what came out yesterday from the time of this recording, just a few days ago from the time that you're listening to it, uh, and so we're still within the pocket of spoiler-free, uh, is the Lord of the Rings Rings of Power show on Amazon Prime. Which, did you know that Amazon Prime is the second most 
subscribed to streaming service. Well, I mean, it makes sense because people are subscribed to Amazon Prime. Just because they have Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah Amazon yeah. Prime. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you the get the streaming service, service just because you didn't want to pay shipping for your you know toenail polish or whatever, right? Yeah. So that's sneaky. Like, they get those numbers. Up. Like, I, I never watch Amazon Prime. I think I've watched, like, two shows on Amazon Prime ever. Like, I watch The Tick and Vox Machina. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't watch anything on there. I have it. I, I always ignore it. But, uh... Uh, we we did watch the Rings of Power. We got done with Bible study last night at the church, and we set it up on the the uh, the, the what I thought was a big screen uh, until <laughs> Sadler <laughs> blasts me with the force of a thousand suns here. It's um, like the end of Green Lantern. It's like the Nexus coming to take me away from Viridian Three or whatever. <laughs> um, so so. I, I watched this. I, uh, Nick, you watched it also. The the Rings of Power on Amazon, yes, and and Neff, you watched it. Oliver, episode, yeah. Oliver, you have not watched it. I have not watched it. I do have Prime, but I just haven't watched it. Are yet. you? Have you watched the Lord of the Rings movies? Yes, I have. Okay, oh, so yeah. so you you kind of have now. Now this show, again, spoiler free here. We don't want to ruin it for anybody. Right. But this doesn't. It, it doesn't seem to be conscripted to the the cinematic universe, does it? I don't know because. Some of the actors that got to play characters that are in the Lord of the Rings movies, yeah. they look a lot like the... They look similar. They look similar. But it's kind of like, you know, the, the younger Spaceball versions. stunt doubles. You know, it's like it's like they <laughs> yeah. look similar, but not, not similar enough that I felt like they were trying to cast the same people. You know, like they look archetypical, but they don't. They didn't look like they look of the characters, but not necessarily of the actors. So, from the from the trailer, I don't think this is a spoiler, but uh, one of your main characters is a young Galadriel, who yeah. was Kate Blanchett in the movies. The, the the young lady who's playing her in this show is excellent. She's great, but she's not Kate Blanchett. Well, no. I mean, she's her own thing, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying she's less than Kate Blanchett. She's just not Kate Blanchett. Like I never felt like I'm watching a young Kate Blanchett. But I did believe that I was watching it on Galadriel. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me what you guys kind of what your impressions of the show were. I thought it was really good. It was really well made. Astoundingly like, good looking. Like, is, is it Weta? Is, is it? Weta? I don't. I don't know if it is. I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it is because it's like it looks amazing. It, it it's the most cinematic quality TV show I've ever seen. Well, it's yeah. also the most expensive. It's it costs 700 I think around 713 million dollars to make those. I think it's going to be like 8 or 9 episodes. And that's like that's just walking around money for Daddy Bezos. Come on. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> well, to put it in perspective, it uh, obviously not adjusted for inflation, but it costs 93 million dollars to make the very first Lord of the Rings movie. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, that, yeah but that's just because they, they got uh, Elijah Wood at scale for that. So, um, yeah, but it, no, so so adventure, excitement, were you I- intrigued? Uh, how was the pacing? What were your what were your takeaways from it? I love that they showed some things that, like, I was curious about how they worked. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, just in the first episode. Yeah. And, and going into the second episode. Yeah. Um, uh, I... Love the new characters they've introduced. Mm-hmm. Um, now there's two episodes out. You've only seen the first episode. I've only seen the first. I've Nick, seen you've the only first, seen the first episode. Yes, I've only uh, as as have I. I've seen the first 20 minutes of the second episode. Okay. So, uh, but um, the new characters are, are just cool. Yeah. They seem so, there's this um, what are they called? Harfoots. They're they're like you know pre uh, pre hobbits. Yeah. And there's one that's she is just wonderful. I'm really excited to see more of her. Mm-hmm. Um, but. The quality is so top notch. It is top notch. It's it, and I, as somebody who has admittedly seen all of Game of Thrones, it I, it, it looks better than the Hobbit trilogy. 
Yeah. It, yeah. it really does. Yeah, it looks better than Game of Thrones. As somebody who's seen all of Game of Thrones, I think it looks way better than Game you, of Thrones. You've seen all Game of Thrones? If you, yeah. Will you guys just reach your hands towards Neff as we pray for him? I, I receive it. Yeah. In Jesus' name. I saw things. Mm. I shan't not see him. I mean, that's not like you, that's not accidentally falling into an inappropriate show. Nope, no, you got to really commit. You got to really work to get yeah. past. Uh. But, uh, but this, but that's why I like this so much is it doesn't seem to, it's not inappropriate. It's very. Not yet. Not yet. I mean, you know, knock on wood, but it's, the quality is, it's I hope it don't hurt any nerves here, but it's better than HBO quality. It, it is. It is fantastic. It's 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 big blockbuster movie quality. It's I, dare I say it's better than Disney Plus quality. I think it is. I, I think it's the best quality TV uh, as far as visuals and effects and costuming. It's it's world class. So look, the, just the look. It's is world so class. Now now the 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 look is so elegant. It's so decadent, uh, especially as you kind of you're shifting across several different characters. Mm-hmm. So you've got different worlds, different kind of flavors. You, you have like the human area, which is sort of an, an agricultural little stone-based town, and then you have uh, the the little pre hobbits that are kind of in there. Uh, they're, they're, they almost kind of remind me of something out of Willow. Uh, yeah, that sort of a, you know little wood, wood people, you know, yeah. and and, uh, and then you have the the elves who every everything is just in this so colorful, saturated, beautiful. Like you, the elves really feel magical. Even their clothes, yeah, like it's, the it's, whites and silvers and golds. But you know what it reminded me of? Beca- because we're watching a familiar universe, and there are a couple characters. It's not really a spoiler. There's a couple characters that you're going to recognize. Even if you're not a like, I've read all the books and I know the Silmarillion, and you know I've I've read J.R.R. Tolkien's you know scribbled notes on on a napkin from the uh, you know the, his time with the Inklings. You know, it's, it's it's if you if you just know what you know from the movie trilogies, and that's all you know. There's going to be characters that you're going to go, okay, we know this person, we know kind of a, a vibe of who they are, but because they don't look like, act like, feel like the characters that you're familiar with, like they did between The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, like because it's taking you out of that kind of template, the font that those characters are written in, it does feel a little bit with it, like it's a knockoff. Not that it's a knockoff, but it feels like it is because there's a, a familiarity and at the same time there's kind of a disparity between the two. So it does, it, it's almost like when they, uh, when they make a video game of a movie, mm-hmm. but they don't like, have the license to use the the character's face acting character, so it's like this is the character, but it's not really the character, so you know. Going into it, the best way I, because I went into it this way, I think you'll get the most out of it if you go if you go into it thinking of it purely as a prequel, whereas like yeah, it's the same characters, but it's way earlier, it's centuries earlier. That's what it is, yeah, thousands and of years. I think. So they're not going to look the same. They're not going to sound the same. The, the languages aren't going to be the same because languages develop over centuries. Like, we don't talk the same way that, like, people in the uh, like the Middle Ages talk. That's old, right. Ye old English. That's right. That's why, yeah. I don't, that's why I barely use my King James Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand you. Be NIV. <laughs> so, that, so when I watch it, I, I can kind of, it's easier for me. Uh, if I mentalize, if I visualize things from that perspective, gotcha. Whereas, like you know, you had other series who who would do prequels a certain way, mm-hmm. uh, where they really ham-fisted, making the characters exactly the same, mm-hmm. even saying "Hello there." 
To the yeah, to the point of feeling like like it's Muppet Babies. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas this time it's like okay, it's them at a different stage of of where they are as a character, but there are glimpses of who they are when we meet them in the first time, the first time in the, in the movies. Yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to what comes next. It's it's really staggering so far. It did feel like a video game enough that I woke up this morning and played Skyrim for three hours because it <laughs> yeah. made me it made me want to play Skyrim. Me too. When I saw some swords come out, I was Did like, you play Skyrim today? I, I might have. Shut up! I, I What's I up, my brother? I used to be an adventurer like you. <laughs> I took an arrow to the knee. That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so how many rings out of uh, out of ten would you give it, Neff? Uh, I give it a... Just because it's the first episode, mm-hmm. I'll give it a 9.3. Point, 9.3? 9.3. Ooh, that's, I, that's I, big. If it gets better, I'll, I'll go up to ten. All right, so how, how many leaves of Lorien would you give it, Nick, out of ten? Eight and a half. Um, all right, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it. Um, I, I, I'm going to stick with an with an eight and a half right now. I think that's a really solid. It, it's a great opening start, uh, but it, it could go either way. Yeah, like this thing could take. The, the pacing was good. It was a little slow in some areas, but it wasn't like super slow. It opens up with a great interaction between a young, like child Galadriel mm-hmm. and her older brother. Yeah, and in that little interaction, I'm sitting there. I nudge my wife, and I'm like, "That dude just wrote a sermon for me right now. <laughs> What's the difference between a boat and a rock?" Whoo! Come on, tell me somebody that won't preach but right now. Is, all all across the country, youth pastors are writing that junk down and going, "Oh, what's the difference between a boat and a rock?" You'll understand when you see the episode. But, uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, we got a, we got a nine point three rings of power from from Quentin Neff, uh, eight point five leaves of Lorian from Nick Sadler, and I'll go ahead and give it an eight point five uh, piece of Lempus bread. So uh, check it out on mm. on Amazon. If you don't subscribe to Amazon, Neff will give you his login, and uh, it's my we, mom's. Neff will give you his mom's login. Uh, We're talking stories tonight, you guys. Uh, Specifically, the stories that Jesus told. And Jesus was a storyteller. Jesus loved to to paint pictures for people uh, with, with the way that he communicated the gospel. He wouldn't just come in and drop some theology on you. He would drop theology... In uh, in a in a DLC exclusive skin of it sounds like he talking about a man that's going fishing or it sounds like he talking about a person who did this or it sounds like he's talking about just this woman was just vacuuming her living room one day and all of a sudden you know he would use common ordinary everyday relatable situations uh, to to bring these phenomenal cosmic spiritual heavenly truths to the people and uh, I'm really excited to talk about that today but before we get into that I want to just talk a little bit about stories and why stories are so powerful to us now I as we get into it I just want to see if you guys can help me um, Oliver you're of a certain age you and and, and myself in fact you turn uh, 40 like next week in, in two weeks Next, When's your birthday? Next week, the seventh. The seventh. That's right. Oh, it is. It is, it is September already, isn't it? It is. Crap yeah. in a hat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, definitely. So you're you you and I are are in that same age window. Um, we might remember a little bit better than than Neff does when you wanted to see a movie or something on television. You would have to buy like a little book. Do you remember? And, and to let you know when the things were going to be on television. Oh, oh yes. It's called the TV guide. TV guide. Or yes. there would be like in newspapers, you could like look in the newspaper and it would tell you what's going to be on TV today. You'd actually have to go to a place and buy a printed digest. Oh, I remember. And you bring it home. So you could tell. And then you would have to make an appointment to be sitting in front of your TV mm-hmm. at a certain time mm-hmm. so that you could watch Ghostbusters 
on on NBC on network TV, yeah, on yeah. network television with commercials. <laughs> yes, right. The kids today would not stand for that crap. No, they no, absolutely no. would not. See, and, I remember. I remember looking at movie times. Yeah, on the thing like it, that blows my mind nowadays. Is like. How are we looking at newspapers for movie time? Yeah, or it, it, like you think about the, the modern technology of I call the movie theater. Hello, welcome yeah. to movie phone. I'm, I don't even know if that's what the movie phone guy sounds like, but I imagine <laughs> that's what he sounded like. Um, so, so you would have to, and they, and they would have they, somebody had the job of writing little tiny micro two sentence descriptions of an entire movie mm-hmm. to tell you what it was all about in case you'd never heard oh Kramer versus Kramer this movie is about so and so I mean they couldn't give you the whole you know three minute trailer for it they kind of had to give you a Dustin Hoffman it deals with divorce issues Kramer versus Kramer and that was so then you would know who was in it and what the movie was about so uh there's a guy that got famous because he wrote kind of a, a goofy movie uh, summary like this, and it, it sort of got went viral and blew up on him. So he kind of became famous for writing uh, movie descriptions that were very accurate, but not necessarily easy to nail down unless you know what he's talking about. So uh, I, I want to give a couple of these to you and see if you can figure out the movie that we're talking about. If you can't figure it out, I'll, I'll see if I can figure out a clue uh, to lead you through the way. So the, the one that he actually got famous for was this. Transported to a surreal landscape, a young girl kills the first person she meets and then teams up with three strangers to kill again. The Wizard of Oz. It is the Wizard of Oz. Oh. <laughs> That's right. That's funny. <laughs> so you, you get the idea now. So I got a couple more that, that he wrote or that were at least attributed to him on the internet. Um, so, so tell me what you guys think here as we rip off Rick Polito for our own game. <laughs> A movie about dreaming, about dreaming, about dreaming, about dreaming, about something or other. I fell asleep. Inception. It is Inception. (laughs) Tom Cruise is a soulless recluse who lurks in the darkness and sucks the life from all who come near him. He's also in this movie about a vampire. (laughs) It sounds like Tom Cruise. (laughs) Uh, Interview with a vampire. Interview with a vampire, yeah. Um... After the murder of his aunt, uncle, and mentor, a young man abandons his home and joins a terrorist cell, seeking retribution against the military establishment that wronged him. Star Wars. It is Star Wars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, a vigilante born to privilege constructs a series of elaborate traps designed to inflict pain and injury on a pair of thieves who never knew the advantages he takes for granted. Home alone. It's <laughs> home alone. Yes. A sociopath goes jewelry cl- goes jewelry shopping. A sociopath goes jewelry shopping. Breakfast at Tiffany's. No. <laughs> It is part one of a two-part movie. No, I don't really had nothing. It's a Marvel movie. Oh, uh, it's either Infinity War or... Um, it is Infinity in, okay. War. <laughs> Infinity War. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay, I got it. Now. I got it. The stones. It's like it is stone. Infinity War. Fancy rocks. Um, yes. Activists call for the end of a popular reality TV show. Truman Show. No. Good guess. Good guess. Activists call for the end of a popular reality TV show. Jennifer Lawrence is in it. Oh, uh, uh, Hunger Games. It is the Hunger Games. Oh, nice. (laughs) Mocking Jay, specifically, I guess. 
Um, a shy young man ends up with Emma Stone after zombies destroy civilization. Lonely geeks everywhere can take comfort in the fact that they're only one zombie apocalypse away from getting a girlfriend. Zombieland. <laughs> Zombieland. <laughs> and finally, after a series of emotional setbacks, Keanu Reeves experiences difficulty processing his grief. John Wick. It is John, John Wick. Wick. <laughs> <laughs> Great job, guys. That's funny. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, okay, so... so <laughs> How would you sum some of those things up? I feel like that's Jesus taking these big, phenomenal, like heavenly pr principles and, and precepts, you know, that kind of sum up the galaxy of, of God's story and the gospel itself. And then he just sums it up in like one sentence. It's like the kingdom of heaven is like a man who is planting some seeds one day. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like an oversimplification, Jesus. <laughs> no, this is going to blow your mind. Ready? And he, he takes that story and he unpacks it and all of a sudden. It's like, <gasps> jaws on the ground. I love that story. That's like one of my favorite parables is the, the story of the man who, who who's uh, throwing his seeds around and one of the seeds uh, lands or some of the seeds land in like a rocky area and they have no foundation to grow upon and they end up just dying off. Mm -hmm. and then some land in a uh, area uh, like a thorn bush and they uh, they grow up, but they get tangled up and choked out by by the. By the thorns, and the other ones land in healthy soil, and they grow up and they flourish. Yeah, yeah, and then there's I think another set that that grows where there's no depth of soil, so the sun just burns them up, right? Yeah. Because they have yeah. no no depth to them. That's a great story. Yeah, I mean, you you can preach a four part series. You know, mm -hmm. you can do you, you four hours on. You could write books on that one little story yeah. that if you weren't even paying attention. Uh, you wouldn't even realize that Jesus was dropping some phenomenal truth on you, you know? And and it's funny because that's in that's in, in Matthew 13, and, like, right after Jesus tells that story, everyone is looking at him going, huh? <laughs> like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> there was a crowd of people that were around him waiting to hear, like, this knowledge to be dropped, right? This guy, Jesus, man, he's healing the sick. He's, like, raising the dead. He's turning water into wine. Well, let's hear what he has to say. So man was walking down the road. He threw some seeds. Some of them died. <laughs> uh, some of them didn't. <laughs> the end. <laughs> huh? <laughs> and they didn't understand. And even the disciples, that they, they came to him. The Bible says in, in Matthew 13, uh, starting verse 10, it says, The disciples came to him and said, Why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered them, To you it's been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. But to them, it has not been given. For the one who has, more will be given, and he'll have an abundance. But for the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And he kind of uh, backs that up a little bit. I, I always kind of thought that Jesus was basically saying this is like a haves and a have-not sort of thing. Like you like you either get it or you don't get it, and they ain't never going to get it. But I feel like what Jesus was actually doing here was saying they can't understand the principles of these parables like they just can't get it so i'm communicating it to them in a way that they can get like if yeah. i were just to say and then the lord shall reveal you know the the heavens shall scroll back like a mighty curtain and then the cherubim and the seraphim shall descend people be like huh you know, what's like the <laughs> what's a, what is a cherubim and they're, they're looking at jesus and it's just like yeah, <laughs> I got nothing. I shopped at Seraphim last week. <laughs> what? <Nothing>. Okay. <laughs> no, it's like so. It's, but but then I I think what he did is is he gave them a concept 
that they could kind of take. It, it, it's like when you learn something when you're a little, little kid. When I was a child, uh, there was a, a book that I used to love reading, and it was called The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein. You guys remember The Giving Tree? Yeah. And it's a story about a tree and a little boy, and the little boy just climbs up in a tree and swings from the branches, and he gives him apples, and then later on, he, you know, the, the tree gives him some apples, gives him some branches, gives him the wood, so this little kid can have a house, and the little kid becomes an old man, and he sits on the tree stump, and the tree's happy because he was able to give to the little boy. And it's like, well, that's a fun little story. I just read it. It's poetic. It is what it is. You know, there's nice little drawings, and that's fine. And as I have grown, it has been years since I've read The Giving Tree, right? Like, I didn't have to go back and reread it. But as my life experience caught up with the morality play that Shel Silverstein had laid out for me, I went, oh, my dude was on to something. Mm-hmm. Like, like, ah, this makes so much more sense to me now that my life and my experience and my discrimination has caught up with the precepts that were being planted in me as a child, unbeknownst to me. So so let's look at a couple of the different parables of Jesus. Like, share with me like what, what some of your favorite parables are, and we'll unpack them, and then we're going to write some of our own parables tonight. So, Neff, what's one of your favorite parables? You mentioned already the, the seed and the sower. Yeah. Uh, I love the tried and true, the, the great classic, the prodigal son. The prodigal son. It's an all-time classic. Which is the it's the return of the king of three different parables that Jesus told back to back to back. Yeah. You had the parable of the um, the lost sheep, right? And then you have the parable of the lost coins, mm. and then you have the parable of the prodigal son. It's all three different things about things being lost, right? And uh, so so unpack that. Tell me tell me why you love it. I love that too. I love because. The story about the the man who um, decides to take his inheritance essentially and go out into the world instead of waiting for it, uh, like it, and his brother stays behind with his father. His father has his inheritance. He gives his son his inheritance, and he's like, because uh, the son asks for it, and he goes off into the world, and he ends up losing all of his money. Yeah, he, he ends up as one does. Yeah, exactly. Not not doing things in their due time. Not a fool earning. and his money. Exactly. It's like a donkey and a spinning wheel. No one knows how he got it, and darn if he knows how to use it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, the other son, of course, stays with his dad, helps tend the farm and all that. Um, and then the other, the, the the prodigal son, he comes back, and instead of the father being angry at his son and throwing him aside and being like, "You fool, you you did this to yourself." He welcomes him in with open arms. He throws a party for him. He he hugs him. He tells him that he loves him. It's just, and I just love the way that that shows how God feels about us. Yeah. When we run away from Him, when we decide to go so far away from Him to the point where we realize that we need Him again, He doesn't cast us aside and throw all the guilt back in our faces. In fact. He washes that away. And who is that story good news for? Everyone. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's good, good news for everyone, because remember, who is Jesus talking to when he tells this story? He's talking to the Pharisees. He's talking to the, the, the religious oh. folks who have been complaining to him that he's spending so much time with undesirables. And he tells these stories about, look, look, there's, there's a man who got 100 sheep, and one of them leaves. He will leave the 99 to go get the one. It's not good enough to say, "Oh no, no, I have, I got it, I got plenty, I got all I need." That one made its choices, so let's just let it go. Jesus says the good shepherd goes after that sheep, and he'll carry him home. You know, he's going to make sure that he 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 gets back. And then he talks about the the woman with the lost coins. Like she loses one of her coins. She got ten coins. She loses one of them. 
she's going to sweep her house and and she's going to try look and, and light a light so that she can find it and look for it. You got to think, man, dirt floors in this house. Like you can't just like look and it's not like it's in the carpet. You got to sweep. You got to move dirt it. around. You got to look at yeah with light. And she finds this thing. And then the prodigal son. Now, the, the cool thing about all three of those stories is that they end with celebration. Right. That man, a guy come home and he's got his sheep, have a celebration. Woman finds her coin. She comes and calls all her friend and she celebrates that thing. The, the prodigal son comes home, kill a fatted calf. We're having a celebration. Jesus is telling this, this story to these Pharisees who are like, we don't want these people. They're not good like us. And Jesus is saying, the fact that they came to me should cause you to celebrate right now. And in the prodigal son, there's the other son who stays with the father. Which is the real moral of the story there. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. and that shows up as the Pharisee. The one who cops the attitude and is like, how come they get a party? I'm the yeah. one that's been here the entire time. Like well, we should all be celebrating the fact that they're here at all. Yeah, you always had what I had, right? Yeah. So, we, but let's let's be excited because th- those who are lost have now been found. Mm-hmm. It's the lost and it's the found, and the, and that 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 those three stories right there, even just that one story, is the entire gospel. Yeah. It, 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 if there was never anything else that you knew about the person of Jesus, that's it. John three sixteen. God loves the world so much, right? And, and then the story continues. He came to seek and save those who are lost. That's the whole gospel. Right there, man, and and he tells it in a clever, cute little story. It's like you know, first century Veggie Tales, right? He's like telling these fun little parables. Uh, Ollie, what's uh, what's a parable that always sticks out to you, man? One of your favorites? Um, actually, I was uh, I was thinking the the one it says the two house builders. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. About building uh, the house on the rock with a firm foundation, or building mm-hmm. a house on a sand with a shifting foundation yeah. that that's not going to be able to stand the storm and the waves and everything. But the one on the rock is sturdy and it'll be able to stand through everything that goes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And and again, you know, I feel like the one who, the one who doesn't build his house on the rock is a jabroni. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And the storm comes along and he knocks his house over, right? Because he's right. built on the sand. Now, now the, the, the caveat here, the message that Jesus is trying to communicate is really he's like those who hear the word and do the word are like the ones who build the house on the rock. Those who hear the word and do not do the word are the ones who build it on the sand. Right. Everybody's building something. It's just a question of whether you're going to build it on something that's worth anything. And the only thing that's worth anything is God's word. You can build it on philosophy. You can build it on your fandom. You can build it on your family. But unless it's built on God's word, unless the Lord builds the house, right, the, the workers labor in vain. That is a great, great story. I love that. And there's so many more. I mean, you, we can go through and we can talk about, you know, even some different analogies that Jesus uses, like lighting your light and hiding it under a bushel, right? Or the, the mustard seed. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you know. You know the the good Samaritan. The good Samaritan is like my favorite. Yes. Oh my! Yeah. I, every, it's like it's one of those like everyone's my favorite, right? Like that's my, <laughs> that one's my favorite. No, that one's my favorite. The good Samaritan is hardcore yeah. because Jesus deals. He calls everybody out in that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. And who's the hero of that story? The person you like the least. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh well, who's my neighbor? Oh, well, let me tell you who your neighbor is. Who do you like the least? Neighbor. That's the one. <laughs> It reminds me of, uh, I, I saw a, a picture the other day, which was, um, man, so powerful. The, the uh, In Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, there was, during a time of, of particular racial sensitivity in our country and, and segregation, um, there were rules about black people and white people could not swim together in the swimming oh, pool and stuff yes. like that. And there is a great 
shot from an episode they did where Mr. Rogers had a little tiny kiddie pool mm-hmm. and it is in his driveway and uh, he sat out there and it was a hot day so he rolled up his his pant legs and put his feet in the pool to cool off and he invited I think it was a black policeman uh, to come and sit by him and roll his you know put his put his feet in the pool so they both had their feet cooling off in the pool to enjoy together and it's like this is Mr. Rogers saying Say something. I dare you. Say something. (laughs) I'm Mr. Rogers. I'm Mr. Rogers. I dare you. Come into my neighborhood and see what happens. Come into my hood. (laughs) See what happens. It's like Mr. Rogers, like, don't even don't even come in here. I will run you down with a trolley. (laughs) I will bury you under King Friday's castle. There you go. Don't make me untie my shoes. (laughs) Don't make me. Don't make me take off my cardigan. I'll do it right now. Right now, I'll feed you to the fishes. Hold, hold uh, my cardigan. <laughs> but that's what Jesus is saying. It's like, look, the, the Samaritans, who they, man, you don't have anything to do with Samaritans. Like, they're the, the worst. I mean, they're impure. They're just, you talk about a group of people that you can just look at them, and just because of who they are, they're less than you, right? And Jesus is like, mm, not so much, mm-hmm. because everybody can be everybody's neighbor. And that's a beautiful and powerful story. Again, Jesus just unpacks these wonderful truths and, um, and 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 in in the simplicity of a simple a child's story, all of these stories you could tell a little little kid, and they would completely get what you're talking about. The wheat and the weeds, but in them is all of the treasure troves of of the gospel and of the universe and of, of goodness. So, um, so grateful for Jesus, so grateful for his word, so grateful mm-hmm. for all the things that he does and gives to us freely. So before we, we, we wrap this thing up tonight, we're going to give you a chance to add your own story to the pantheon of parables with a game that we call ping pong parables. Oh. Now I brought these ping pong dispensers back from something we did a long time ago. We did these ping pong art gallery things and uh, yeah. in here, I'm shaking up my big ping pong buckets here. ASMR. We have several ping pong balls which represent an action, people, and an adjective. All right, so I'm going to pull some of these out and uh, I'm going to give you these things and it's your opportunity to tell a story using these actions, people, and adjectives and somehow put a spiritual swing to it. All right, we can help each other out. This is a team game, okay? So first, first ping pong ball comes out and these are hard to get out. Uh, we have these nice little buckets that have holes in the top and they are supposed to shake out just like a little salt shaker and that is not working. You gotta, you gotta shake it and let it, let it fall out. Yeah. If if we were playing the lotto right now, no one would be winning. Powerball, this is not. All right, so we're going to loosen this thing. It's like when you go to an Italian restaurant and you want to get some Parmesan cheese, right? But you got to, like, take the lid off of it because the Parmesan cheese is all... That's what I'm saying, you know? You got you know what I'm talking about. All right, so we've got people, action, to. and adjective. You can't have Parmesan cheese, Oliver? Oh, my gosh. All right, that's okay. We're glad you're here, man. Life is better. Life tastes better than anything you've ever eaten. All right, so we have Goku from Dragon Ball. And Goku is um, riding a nerdy surfboard, something nerdy with a surfboard, and with an Eggo waffle. So Goku, nerdy, surfboard, Eggo waffle. So we got to make this story up now. So the Lord, right? The Lord is like Goku the, on the Silver Surfer. The kingdom surfboard. of heaven is like Goku on this on the what? On the Silver Surfer Surfer. Okay. 
like the most powerful thing you can think of. Goku on a silver server surfboard. That certainly is nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's and he's there to bring you this this powerful being. It's here to bring you love, no matter who you are, even in something, even the small things, like something as simple as a delicious waffle. A delicious waffle. Hmm. You will be fed. Hmm. Okay. By one of the most powerful beings in the universe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, Goku, uh, Goku represents the Lord in this one, right? I guess sure. Goku and Superman are basically the same. Superman and Jesus are basically the same, right? Yeah. So, the, by the transitive property, and he he has come to us from far away by a cosmic something oh, that's yeah. deceptively simil- simple, but cosmically powerful, and he reveals to us that we are sweet beings that are that have many holes that need to be filled by his goodness like a waffle need to be filled with the maple syrup of God's love and grace and that we are all in danger of being ruined by being burned if we're not very careful wait is God's love and grace Canadian <laughs> I knew it it very well may no be. wonder it's so nice <laughs> All right, so that, I don't know how that one worked, but I don't know if anybody's getting saved by that one, but we'll uh, we'll see if we can pull another one the here. The Waffle fans are going crazy. The, wa- <laughs> the Ego people right now, they are through the roof. we got to get 11 from Stranger Things on the line right now. That would have been the, the nerdy thing. Okay, so Hermione Granger, uh, old, crawl, and Mjolnir. Hermione Granger, Old, Crawl, and Mjolnir. Uh, Oliver, why don't you take the lead on this one? Thank you. Um, Hermione. Um, Hermione sees Mjolnir in one of the relic rooms at Hogwarts of magical and enchanted items, right? And she decides that she is going to make that thing lift up even though you have to be you know like worthy uh, worthy so she uses leviosa oh right she tries yeah, to use yeah, yeah. leviosa to make it but she can't do it and she refuses to admit that she can't do it so she stays up in that room until she's she misses meals she misses holidays she misses tests she misses adventures she doesn't fight basilisks or uh, centaurs or I don't know. I've never seen Harry Potter, but these are things that I, uh, you know, I'm aware of <laughs> somehow. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't fight death br- br- death eaters eaters. Death <laughs> she, she doesn't fight dementors. She doesn't fight guys with really bad breath. <laughs> yeah, and she never sees people with faces on the back of their head because she is Ugh. too busy growing old in this room trying to leviosa an enchanted hammer. Not me, not Hermione. Yay! <laughs> and when she finally realizes that she's never going to do it, she crawls out of that room completely defeated. The point is, it's not how hard you work at something, it's how worthy you are. And we can only be made worthy by the love and grace of Jesus Christ. Mm. Yes. It's by grace that we're saved, Hallelujah. not by our, our enchantments or our works, lest anyone can boast. That was a stretch. <laughs> hey, you, you know what? You got there. We got there. You got there. All right, let's do let's do one more, and uh, we'll see if we can not insult the Lord on this this round. <laughs> <Fat James. laughs> Link 
shoots burnt steak. Link shoots burnt steak. So Jonah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm listening. Jonah was sent to the meat market. Nineveh. Nineveh. The the Nineveh butcher shop. Okay. As, yeah. I'm working through it. Uh Uh-huh. He was sent by God. Yeah. To protect people from getting burnt, from getting smoked. The guy was about to wipe it off the face of the earth. They're about to be smoting. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Spitting. Mm-hmm. The, the smitten kitten. <laughs> Hellfire, brimstone falling from the sky. And if he had ran away, which J- he did. Jonah. Yeah. If yeah. he had not got, gotten turned around to fulfill his purpose, that stake would have gotten burnt. Mm. It would have been just a big zap. You know, like taking a a sword, you know. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. What's it called? I don't know. The sword. The the, the master sword? Master sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah obviously. Or the master's sword. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The can, word of God. Can I get Ephesians a chapter 6. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, um, so uh, in conclusion, Jonah was a really good barbecuer. Mm. Okay. I always saw him as more of a seafood guy, but maybe, maybe not so much. Maybe he had well, enough of that. Maybe it was tuna steaks. Tuna steaks. Tuna steaks. Tuna steaks. Sword he was steaks. the seafood. It was the he was the seafood. <laughs> you are the seafood. See, I would have gone a different direction. I would have please take it because you never because you never mentioned Link. I don't think in any of that except no, for the Master Sword. I, right? I tried my heart. Okay, so Princess me. Zelda says that the people are are hungry. They're starving, and we've only got a certain amount of food to to protect the people from high high rule who are, uh, you know, under under the Dominion of Calamity Ganon or whatever. Excuse so, me. so Link, from also school. from high school, also from high school. I played a lot of, of, of Super Nintendo in high school. All right. It's, so, Link, we need you to go out into the hillside. He's like, and 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 get the Triforce, no, and get the Master Sword, no, and and get the the uh, the, the artifacts from the goddesses of Hyrule, no. We need you to get some steak. We need you to go go take your enchanted <laughs> go take your enchanted arrow and go hunt down some cows so that we can have enough. But instead, Link goes down into the storehouses of Hyrule Castle and he just shoots the steak that are already on the grill. Shoots the steak that are already in the grill. Shoots them so they're burnt. Mm-hmm. Shoots them up. Pass with his, well done with his bow. Pass well done. He's shooting them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's more Mario. And he comes back, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. And he comes back, and 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 he says, Zelda, I, I got these stakes for you. And she said, Those were the stakes that we already had. All you did was hold them in place so that they would burn, and now they can't be used. I sent you out to go get more, mm. and you are satisfied with what we already had. Mm. Such is the kingdom of heaven. Mm. Why mm. do you continue to marinate church people that are comfortable in their pews mm. with sermons and messages that just keep them on the fire long past the point of which they can ever? be useful instead of going out and finding new people that can be nourished that can be fed and that can satisfy the uh, the king's heart I don't know that was a little bit of a stretch but by golly <laughs> better than what I said <laughs> <laughs> and this has been ping pong parables something that we will never ever 
ever, ever revisit. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that is all the time we have for today, man. I've really enjoyed spending time with you guys tonight. It has been a lot of fun, and uh, we definitely miss all the ladies. But but tonight has been like and the, Steven. and and Stephen. I know what I said, and we. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it has been a good night for good guys, man, and I've enjoyed spending the time with you, Oliver. I'm so grateful, man. I thank God that you are back. Uh, you are on my my order of of uh, service here tonight to call Oliver and do a little heart check with you. But uh, the fact that you are here tonight, man, is just a testament to God's goodness and the prayers of His people. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if people want to. Um, to be a part of the blessing uh, of, of helping take care of Oliver. I hope this doesn't embarrass you, man, but just reach out to us uh, on uh, Nerdy Godcast. Uh, shoot us a message. Uh, reach out to me, and uh, we're just continuing to support, encourage, and and help to care for Oliver's family. Uh, you can bring them food. His daughters and son need food. Come bring them <laughs> Uh, good things uh, <laughs> that they like to eat. His son, man, he's just he, he's wasting away, oh man. You got your, your son. How much does it cost to feed that boy? I don't even want to know. I'm glad he has a job. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna say I'm glad he has his own job. He is. He is a slab of man. Yes. He is just. He is all muscle, man. He's yeah. like. Is he six foot tall? He's about six feet That's tall, over two hundred pounds, and it's. All muscle, all muscle. He continue, even though he stopped playing football, he continues to go to the gym uh, at least two to three times a week. He goes on runs around the neighborhood when he's not going to the gym. And then there's a lot of protein going into that boy. So. Use you, a lot of burnt steak from High Roll, as it turns out. Don't like an NFL linebacker. Yeah. Use it or lose it. That's what I always say. Uh, since I lost it about 30 years ago, uh, but uh, you, man, we are definitely glad to have you back, Neff. Thank you for always your your faithfulness, man, and your creativity. Uh, I know that you're going through a little bit of a season of transition, you yeah. know, with some stuff at, at church and in ministry. So we're going to continue to lift you up and pray for you, you. Nick Sadler. The Dadler, you haven't seen his son in a fortnight. Um, so grateful for everything you do, man. So many people's lives are touched, and uh, they're so blessed and encouraged by who you are. They don't even maybe know your name because you're uh, a deep cover behind the scenes guy, man. But but I pray that God blesses you in big ways for the things that you do, man. Even if nobody else knows, uh, the Lord definitely knows. Those who know, know. Those who know, know. And everybody feels the impact of your creativity and your uh, your ministry. And uh, for those that aren't here tonight, Jackie was supposed to be here. She ended up getting a flat tire. Uh, she just messaged me, and she said, "Oh no, her the people are going to be there. Request received. Estimated time of arrival: two forty-eight a.m. Oh my no. gosh! Oh my gosh! God bless her ministry. She her, Mike out there with her, her car. Yeah, her boyfriend went and got her. Okay. Car broke down on the side of the interstate, so." Uh, so Jackie could not be with us tonight. Steven is gone. Lismati is uh, out of town. Uh, Alexandria. Steven did something really cool. He's he's he, with his nephew at his, Disney his on niece. Ice. Or his niece. He took it for her birthday. Him and his wife took uh, his niece to go see Disney on Ice. Yeah, good for them. Good for them. Good uncle. Good good aunt and uncle. Good aunt and uncle. Uh, aunt uncle mentor killed. Niece goes and. Joins a terrorist group and <laughs> raises up. A, I don't know where you're going with that. Person. That's the, the like, plot of Star Wars. I nine, think. but nine, rusted. Sleeper agent, sleeper agent. Oh, thank you guys so much for being with us tonight for the Nerd of God cast. Uh, uh, Nick Sadler. Goodbye. Oliver Gale. Have a great night. Quentin Gregory Nev. A good night from the boys' room. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
<laughs> and I'm Tony T. Until next time, we ain't got to go home. But we can't stay here. We can't stay here. We L U B U. We love you. We love you. I love you, Tony. <laughs> I've always loved you. <laughs> I'll never stop loving you. As long as that is a <laughs> uh you and not a ooh you. <laughs> <laughs> ooh woo. Because I don't need I don't need you. To, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Shut it down, Nick. <laughs> Get us out of here.